We all love violence. Scratch that. We all love watching violence. Nah, scratch that too. We all love watching fictional, stylized violence. You know what? Scratch that one too. Not because it's wrong. I just love the sight of a deep, bloody scratch. Mm. We are drawn to fictional violence, perhaps because real violence is so taboo. But what if you had the opportunity to witness real violence, say, an execution? Would you? I am Caleb J. Ross, and with me is... Gordon Highland. And we are going to talk about this very topic right now. <laughs> on Important Question Podcast. <laughs> Thanks. I always forget which podcast I'm yeah. on. I, I, I contribute to so many. I moonlight as a, a moonlight podcaster. It's a group of us. We talk about moonlight. Oh, yeah. It's very meta. So on the count of three, as we always do, let's state our initial opinions. Would you witness an execution? One, two, three. Yes. No. You would. Yeah, of course. Of course. Do I get to choose who's getting executed? And oh. does that person have to be in this room? Because yes. <laughs> do they have to be or do you want them to be? Either one. It's going to be the same person. No That's what. the thing about this podcast. These questions are so open-ended. There's just like usually a bunch of bullet points underneath. What if? Corollary seven. Well, that's the that's how, the only way we can get 15 minutes out of these things. Mm, yeah. Otherwise, it would have been how much? 10 seconds so far? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we pretty much know. Done. <laughs> so tell me why you would say no to this. Well, I mean, on a personal note, I'm just against capital punishment in general. Uh, that's capital with an A, I should specify. Capital with an O, uh, I'm in favor of, especially if uh, if it's regarding uh, Topeka, right. which is the capital of our beloved state of uh, Brownbackistan. Uh, <laughs> is that when the is that when the Capitol building lands on the evil witch? Yeah, would that be? right? And her legs are sticking yeah. out. That's capital punishment. Yep. I'll get you, my little pretty. <laughs> hey, we were in the right state for that. Wow, our first Oz joke. Wow, that, we're doing good. You oh. know, I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, but really, though, it, I, I think it just – I think I see capital punishment as being uh, – they talk about it as being a deterrent to, to crime and violence, and I, I don't like that. So I would not partake of that. So I am – it's true I am morally averse to, to it, but on the other hand, I am morbidly curious. Mm -hmm. So I, we'll, we'll be able to explore this. Yeah, and that's, that's an interesting point because we didn't, and I think purposefully so, state whether this was a, a state-sanctioned execution was it, you know, a, a terrorist execution as those things be all the rage online these days? Yeah. Um, all the rage indeed. <laughs> Holy war jihad. So it's not, you know, it could be either one of those. So we really have to take the stance. I, and for the record, I, I'm definitely not in favor of capital punishment either. I, it's, I think, I think, in fact, I'm more against it than Gordon is. I just want to say that for the record. How can you be more against capital punishment? Only someone who's slightly pro capital yeah, punishment yeah, would ask that question. Yeah, you're Gordon. a lowercase punishment kind of guy. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> Making grammar jokes. <laughs> grammar jokes and Oz jokes all on a podcast about execution. Didn't think that was going to happen, but... By the way, our power is out. So mm -hmm. we're here doing this episode by candlelight on a little handheld uh, recorder and a couple mics. So it's, it's very romantic and intimate. Probably the second sexiest episode we've ever recorded. Second sexiest, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. The first one, I don't remember. It was that sexy. Cannibalism. I think that was it. Yeah. 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 I woke Start up off with, with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> and then devour the remains. All right. So... We, we talked a little bit about whether or not this is a state-sanctioned execution. At this point, we we both agree that we wouldn't want to we wouldn't part, want to participate in that necessarily. So let's say that it is a non-state-sanctioned. Let's let's say that you just have the opportunity to see it. Sure. Uh, well, for one thing, it, it's just I, I had the idea that you know maybe this is something that's done for like docutainment. And of course, the Japanese would be the first society to be all over this. You've seen their twisted ass game shows that they come up with. They have one called the Twisted Ass Game Show. It's about <laughs> yeah, it's assholes that are corkscrew. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really good. But I think if that were true, if it was some kind of teletainment thing, I would. Uh, I'd probably watch the first two or three just out of a 
out of my morbid curiosity, like I said, out of voyeurism. Um, but then, of course, morally, I'd feel like I'd have to stop supporting it right after that, just like <laughs> I do with reality television. I'm kind of this is interesting topics, but I don't want to support those people. <laughs> so it introduces the idea that maybe there could be different methods of execution each time. You got to mm. keep, keep, keep people turning those Nielsen dials and, and tuning in <laughs> each week. And I think that could hook me longer. Um, you could uh, you could turn it into like a privatized kind of type of thing, like when Judge Judy or Judge Wapner, they always say mm -hmm. they've agreed to dismiss their claims and have it settled here in our court, kind of like that. And then uh, you could bring in like some vic victim retribute of a victim family compensation kind of thing that uh, they could be compensated by the producers in exchange for waiving their cruel and unusual punishment <laughs> right that, that they can avoid. Um, yeah, so I, it, it just turns into like an exotic death spectacle. I think I could watch that. Would you want to know? You know, it, it's like with sports, they always have to give the human story to it in order for people to give a rat's ass. And right. The Olympics is a great example of that. Once every four years, I actually care about badminton. You know what I mean? Right. Because they, they put a human element behind it's it. It's a so one hour game and three hours of like how they got here. Would you want to know those details about the person being executed or the people being uh, on the Gosh. pushing end of the execution? You know, I think our society, because you see what happens when there's like a mass shooter or something, they immediately, they're not lionizing the guy, but they do so much coverage about it that it seems like, God, are they worshiping this dude? They always do like his background and all this right. stuff. And, and there's been a backlash against it. It's like, no, the victims are the ones we should be talking about. Like they had this wonderful life. So I think morbidly, again, my, my the bad side of me is like, yeah, I want to know what drives a person to, to be the criminal. Well, I think uh, you may, you may be I've seen these too because I think maybe the both of us have probably witnessed executions, not in real, not in person. Growing up, there was a series of videos, which I think you're familiar with, called The Many Faces of Death. Faces of Death. Oh, yeah. And I used to rent those as a child. As a child. child. Ju junior high-ish, I would okay. say. Uh, still way too young to see that. But uh, I would rent those at our, our, our small town video rental store. First of all, they had these, which was weird. Second of all, second of behind all, a beaded curtain. It wasn't, though. No. That's the weird thing is they were actually on the shelf with horror movies because mm -hmm. I think they thought they were a horror movie franchise. Yeah. They well, didn't realize fake, what they were. They? I don't think so. No, I think no. they're all real. Oh, they're well, well I say I think there's a few that I've seen that I know for a fact are real because you can't fake that kind of stuff that they were <laughs> right, like the dis yeah you know as a as a viewer the difference between a real execution on TV and a fake execution on TV there's just something about it something visceral that really gets to you yes um, and so I think that um, you know. It just makes me think that maybe there's like a psychological test that you could give to people. And this goes beyond the scope of this particular episode. But yeah. like you show them something on TV, you show them, you know, an actual murder and you ask them questions afterwards. Like, did you think that was real or what did you yeah. think of the lighting? Maybe you ask them questions <laughs> about, yeah, it could, because they don't know it's real. They probably yeah. think it's fake. So you ask questions that are kind of leading them because you don't want to say, was it real? Because then they're going to start questioning. Yeah. Oh, my God, that could have been and real. And the answer, don't you know the blood is actually black in the moonlight? <laughs> And that's when you arrest that person. You right. send them to that's Guantanamo a great Bay. idea for a I, test. I think it'd be but they see it as, you know, whimsical, right? Like the kid who's breaking the, the wings off of small. That's what they say. They don't have empathy. So, you, you know, you have them watch maybe a violent movie so that they know for a fact it's not real. Mm -hmm. But it's only that one isolated clip of someone dying. So you don't have the story, don't have the context to really yeah. support it. So you have this one fake death where you ask a kid, what do you think of that death? And just see what they say. That could probably weed out people who have no sympathy or no empathy, I suppose, um, which is a defining factor of 
kid psychopaths, right? Kid psychopaths. We need a a name for that test because, you know, there's all the different types of psychological testings and whatnot. Um, Well, to carry on the Japanese theme, we could call it the super number one fun show happy test. (laughs) I was going to suggest naming it after you, but that would be. (laughs) That'd be horrible. The Caleb test. Everyone would immediately say no. Right. That's a horrible test. They they would assume it's about something much worse than (laughs) than than (laughs) And it really is. In in truth. I I like this idea of is it are you there in person or are you witnessing through a screen and mm-hmm. and because there's a there are degrees of separation you watch something that's um you know that's like uh there's a camera there's producers there's lighting mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff that affect your viewing of it whereas you go to a live event and you're there the visceral reaction the smells in the air you're with a crowd of people that are chanting and egging on you know whatever and i i think that is is really interesting because to me you got to be there in person for an execution. This isn't the kind of thing <laughs> you can't DVR this shit. <laughs> this is if there, if it was done live as an event and it was exclusive, like you know, if there's something that were DVR proof that you could not, you could only see live. Yeah, this would be bigger than a, a Rolling Stones show. The uh, it makes it also makes me wonder though what what would be the opening act for an execution? <laughs> like bringing like get get mo detainees and waterboard them as as a as a warm up act. The closeted event planner in me is coming out for this this execution. <laughs> You could dress up the arena or the location like a CIA black site. You could have a little like uh, sideshow attractions and tents and things that could go into make it like a totally immersive experience. You could sell. Okay, oh, I remember when I was a kid, I was like twelve years old. I had a souvenir uh, beach T-shirt that was a shark shirt, mm-hmm. and it was all doused in blood. And there was a big gash out of the side of it. So you could sell <laughs> shirts that had bloodied collars, like from a beheading. That's awful. Have I put way too much thought into you this? You put way too much. I don't think you're a closeted party planner anymore. I think you're fully out. <laughs> What, what if you what if you had the, the same kind of situation, but the people in attendance thought it was live, so they were forced to watch through monitors, and you had a, you had a, a a story about why it had to be through monitors. Okay. You know, maybe for legal reasons, it has to be through a monitor. You're not allowed to actually witness the death, but they're on the other side of the room. You have actors on the other side of the room that will make the sounds of someone dying, oh. but they show it on the screen so that all the people in attendance think it's happening right on the other side of that wall. I mean, that would that would be a little bit distant, but it would be enough to where I think they could still feel like they're like, oh, my God, I, I witnessed that. Right. Execution. It's like the people that have the overflow monitors in the other room. Yeah, right? you know? exactly. And they also have always the nice couches and the good drink service. So that's that's another <laughs> VIP, <thing>. another tier <laughs> of exclusivity for. Oh, my. I wonder God. if there would be spectators, though, that felt as though they didn't really get their money's worth. They probably paid for tickets to get here, I assume, unless it's some kind of lottery, a la Shirley Jackson, which makes perfect sense in this yeah. podcast. Oh, my God. Yes. That's a good good reference. That on Caleb. Wow. Wizard yeah, of Oz literature. After those hack ass Android robots from last week. <laughs> It's good to be back. Let me just say that. And I'd like to apologize on, on behalf of my, my co-host here. Hmm. Oh, wait, on behalf of me? I didn't I mean, along with my co-host on, on behalf yeah, of our underlings. That, that uh, wasn't my choice. <sighs> I, they didn't get through my first interview. I don't know how, how they got here. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so some people in attendance, I think, would probably not... Uh, feel as though they got their money's worth from this execution. You know, maybe it wasn't, they didn't have, you know, the, the lights weren't quite right or they had bad seats and they were just, you know, people want to, you can't please everyone all the time. Right. And as the old Mitch Hedberg joke goes, and all of those people you couldn't please are listening to the podcast right now. That's <laughs> of course, stupid right? Stupid Mitch Hedberg joke. I, I'm like, I'm liking my references today. Yeah. Anyway, on this note, uh, it got me thinking about the idea of, of you know, Real life executions, capital punishment executions, where there are victims, uh, the f- victim, the family of the victims in attendance, and how they feel about this. And I, and I found a really interesting article. Um, it was at theweek.com. We'll link to it in the show notes. 
at importantquestionpodcast.com. Mm. A nice little plug in the middle of an execution yeah, well. talk uh, <laughs> that, that specifically addresses this idea. And what was interesting is a lot of vic- uh, family of victims did not feel as though the execution was uh, what they wanted it to be. They kind of had remorse almost. Not remorse in the sense that they killed someone, but remorse yeah. in the sense that it happened too fast. Two or, stars on Yelp. <laughs> Worst beheading ever. <laughs> so a nice job, comic Would book not guy. recommend. <laughs> so it was interesting to hear that because you don't necessarily think of that enough. And it goes back to your early point where I think people in the media need to probably focus on victims more than they need to focus on the, yeah. on the killer. And this it carries over to this. Like really think about from the from the victim's perspective the fa- the family of the victim's perspective like how you would even feel about an execution like that it's it's what kinds of stuff do you think people would complain about well one of the direct quotes from the article uh was um quote it was so quick uh he should have gone through a little bit more pain <laughs> and that is that's just very strange to me that even at that point i guess that's proof uh, if you can take this this sample set, which I, I can't remember how big the sample size was of people they asked, but if you can take this as proof as, as capital punishment, not, not really doing what it's supposed to do. Right. Like you're supposed to get people who are basically unrehabilitatable. Is mm-hmm. that a word? It is now. It is now. Um, you're supposed to get them off the streets because prison is supposed to rehabilitate people. And if you can't rehabilitate them, you kill them. That's what capital punishment basically does. So these people aren't meant to be re- rehabilitated. So the only point of, of punishing someone and letting the family watch is closure. And if it's not bringing that, then what is the point of capital punishment? It really doesn't yeah. have a point after that. Even though I'm I'm against capital punishment, I think I'm trying to put my shoes myself in my shoes in the <laughs> self of someone who has been affected That's by this. It's cruel and unusual and, to put your shoes in someone. <laughs> it <is. laughs> and how vengeful would I feel? Because I'm not a vengeful guy, but man, something that hits that close to home, it's like, no, you're gonna fucking die. You're gonna roast. I read through. There's a website. It's a front and like Texas prisons or something. You can read the in Texas loves killing people. <laughs> you can read the last words of each one of the. Uh, what would you even call these people? The uh, ex, 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 executionees. Executionees. Um, you can't call them victims because that kind of conflates yeah. the whole crime thing. I, I like the condemned. It just has like a very it. gothic kind of sound to it. But yeah, and it turns out you can read these on a website. I read every single one of them. There's like 500 people because Texas loves to kill people. Both in and out of capital punishment. <laughs> right. means. Yeah. I visited a couple of times and I prayed <laughs> for to see those faces of death. But it's surprising how frequent their last words are something about how badly it burns. In the lethal injection, mm-hmm. I mean, specifically, uh, it's kind of horrifying to read because part of me is like, this is a hot topic now in the news. Part of me is like, if you're going to the, the stage where it's execution, I kind of don't care about their <laughs> yeah. sufferings. Like, just get, I mean, maybe don't drag it out too much, but, you know, do whatever. Beheading, yeah. firing squad, if it's. It's all, in a way, beheading, I think of beheading if. When you, when you talk about cruel and unusual, it makes me think cruel and unusual for whom? The 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 viewers or the person right. watching a beheading, I think, would be cruel and unusual for people watching. But yeah. really, that's probably the most humane way of killing person, someone because it's, it's yeah. so quick. The head tumbles down the stairs yeah. and the eyes are still blinking back watching up at you. Watching that would be <laughs> traumatic. But, that would be but yeah, for the for the condemned, I think it it's almost – I would prefer that over in lethal injection, I think. Yeah. And sometimes you, you were talking about – these people's reactions, how it wasn't as much as they expected. And you can, it's amazing how people that are peaceful and pacifistic, how damn downright bloodlusty these people can get when, when it comes to something personal like that. And you contrast that with now on a more serious note, the, like the Charleston uh, gunman, that those families, uh, they try uh, forgiveness. Was yeah, their, they their were angle. so, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> that's hard. And, that's yeah. It's even like, tough well, to fathom that people would be that 
forgiving. It takes the power away from the person true, it does, of yeah. what they're, they they tried to achieve and they failed. It would be really hard to do that, I think, yeah, as a victim. But uh, well, I heard a quote. Um, it was on NPR because I'm a hipster. Um, I, I there was a quote from one of the. I don't know if it was a, if it was one of the attendees of the church, one of the members of the church, or if it was a direct family member of of one of the victims in the Charleston shooting. But he had said that just because we forgive doesn't mean we need to learn from this experience, and it doesn't also mean that we don't want to make people aware of of the inherent problems that cause this yes. kind of issue. And so I'm glad they clarified that because it'd be easy to misconstrue their forgiveness. It would be, otherwise. yeah, it would be very much so. Um, I did. I watched the the only one I know for sure I've seen aside from a few like you know beheadings. Maybe I've caught out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> Walking down the street. Yeah, where, where do you Kansas live? City. No, I mean on the internet or whatever. I didn't want to watch them, but I deliberately tuned in for Saddam Hussein's. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, just the fact that it was on like a surreptitious bootleg cell phone video made it even more kind of thrilling. Yeah. And I felt bad for kind of enjoying that. But same thing. It's like it's also that's the money shot that we paid to see in Zero Dark Thirty. Same thing. Or uh, – there's a TV show called Homeland, and uh, there was a spoiler alert a couple seasons ago. There was they they hanged the uh, main character who is a terrorist, and he deserved it technically. But we were so he had sort of the Walter White syndrome where we had become sympathetic mm-hmm. to him. Someone that was really hard to watch that, and that that shit was fiction. You ever think that the governor? You always hear about the 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 uh, the last minute phone call from the governor is going to save him. You ever think the governor just? Just like to fuck with them for <laughs> for suspense, and in my mind, it's like you know Rick Perry tying up the phone line at eleven fifty nine p.m. with you know some some phone sex girl while he's just spanking it into oblivion. <laughs> or or he calls at twelve oh one and and goes, "Oops, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I meant to call five minutes ago." What we haven't addressed yet is the I think the most important question of all is if you're watching an execution, uh, do you get popcorn? And how buttery. What do you mean? Like, should you get popcorn? Is it appropriate for you to eat popcorn? Well, we know it's appropriate. I'm saying, do they oh. give it to you? You have to pay for it. I, I think I might be a Red Vines guy in that situation. Mm. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. You've got, you've got uh, arteries flapping around. Yeah, that's why I was, I was going red. for something really stringy. And yeah. that would be my, my uh, uh, concession of choice. Yours? <laughs> popcorn? Buttery popcorn? I, I don't normally eat buttery popcorn, but I feel if, if someone is physically dying in real life, then I should be slowly killing myself. It's a sympathetic life. as a response. sympathetic gesture. Yeah, yeah so. good, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I'll do that. I think it's time we move on to the sponsor All right. of this episode. Today's sponsor is the Total Body Flexicution Program, hmm. a high intensity workout regimen designed to get you ready for execution season. <laughs> Using our patented prison yard weights in just thirteen years which is the average weight of a death row inmate, you'll sculpt a lean body that will make the family of your victim second guess the death penalty because he just doesn't look like a killer, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Capitalize on our society's obsession with six packs and low weight by capitally punishing those free weights. Act now and receive a power protein packed last meal. Live fast, die young, sweat hard. Leave a beautiful corpse with a total body flexicution program. I think I want to sign up for that. Just I wonder if they offer that for non-death row people. Well, part of the part of the workout regimen is they they teach you how to stab people and they and they give you someone to stab. Oh, good. Yeah, what that works uh, triceps a lot. I hear. Yeah. yeah, and so you have to basically once you sign up for the program, you're you're gonna be on death row. Oh, okay. it's part. It's part of the marketing. It's impressive. I have a correction this week. All Thank right. you, Caleb. Um, in last week's episode on racism, our guest host Daniel said that he had spent the previous weekend stalking my ex for me. 
That is an utter fabrication. Actually, Google and Firefox handled most of the heavy lifting on that one. And frankly, I'm sick of Daniel taking credit for their work. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Please go to uh, Twitter. Um, you can find me at Caleb J. Ross and I'm at Gordon Highland. And also the podcast at, at Important Pod. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker. Go uh, to our website at importantquestionpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook. Um, talk about this episode. And until next week, we're Dead Men Walking. Important Question.